Hi everyone, and welcome to my sauntering podcast. My name is Paul White, and I live in a gorgeous place called Weymouth. And this podcast is a collection of saunters that were born in lockdown, but it's also got some additional stuff which is just fresh, hot off the press. praying that you'll be really blessed and that God will speak into your heart as we take this journey together. So please go ahead and hit the subscribe button to keep updated with the very latest sauntering podcasts. Good morning saunterers and welcome to a romantic saunter today. We have a very lovely story and um, it's a long chapter but I think we can do it um, because most of it's telling a story. So I shall start to read when we've prayed. So Holy Spirit we welcome you now and we invite you to speak to our hearts to take these words and make them live to us and bring revelation and life into just into our world today in Jesus name Lord we're asking for an exciting day today full of your spirit full of adventure full of stories of you at work in Jesus name amen good morning Mary and good morning Fliss here we go so uh, chapter 24 Genesis now Abraham was old well advanced in years and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. That is quite a statement, isn't it? When you summarise Abraham's life with all of his challenges of faith and all the kind of things that we've already talked about, the obstacles that he has had to surmount, we still can say in summary that God, the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. That's a great statement, even though it wasn't all plain sailing, was it? And Abraham, and I mean, I think that's a really important point just to say right up front that God's blessing in our lives doesn't mean that there won't be challenges and there won't be things that we have to overcome and pressures and difficulties that life throws at us. But actually the difference is that God is with us and he's walking through us every single step of that journey. And so God had blessed Abraham. Abraham had become wealthy. He'd now got his child of promise. And sadly, he'd lost his wife, but 120 something, that's not too bad. 127, she'd done pretty good, hadn't she, the old girl? And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of all his house of his household, who had charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh, that I may make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but will go to my country, to my kindred, and take a wife for my son Isaac. Right, so this is an unusual thing. It's not something that we do nowadays, (laughs) maybe for obvious reasons. But Abraham says to his servant, listen, 
This is really, really important to me that you go back to where I've come from, to my kinspeople, and you get a wife for my son Isaac from there because I really, 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 really do not want him to marry a Canaanite girl because I know that there's a significance to me being here. I know there's a significance to me starting out a new bloodline in this land and I understand my destiny. I understand the destiny of my son. And therefore, I'm, I'm, get, I'm asking you to swear solemnly that you will not let him marry one of these girls around here. But actually, you'll go back to where I came from and find one of my kinspeople for him to marry. And the way they solemnize this oath, this serious promise was that Abraham got his old friend, his servant, to put his hand under his thigh into his groin region, which would not be something that generally we encourage. <laughs> but anyway, this is the, the way they solemnise their promise in those days. And what Abraham is saying is, what is the most serious thing? I want you to swear by my lifeblood, by my descendants, if you like, that you'll be faithful to me in this matter. And so this guy who'd been with Abraham from the beginning and had been originally in line to inherit everything from Abraham, he said in Genesis 15, didn't he? Shall I leave it all to Eleazar the, from Damascus? He's my servant. He's the kind of senior guy in my household. He would inherit all of this. But surely this isn't the promise that you've given me. Good morning, Tim and Dean. Great to see you guys. And so Abraham is saying to this guy who's now been superseded by Abraham's own descendants, but yet he's still faithful. His nose isn't out of joint. He's not kind of resentful towards Isaac because Isaac has come in to have the inheritance of Abraham that he would have perhaps had Um, and now Abraham is saying, listen, Eliezer, I need you to be faithful excuse me, faithful in this, I need you to promise me solemnly that you're going to follow out my wishes to the full. And <clears throat> Abraham said, so the servant said to him, perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Now listen to this response. Abraham said to him, see to it that you do not Take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house, from the land of my kindred, and who spoke to me and swore to me, to your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine, only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Now, this is an incredible thing. Abraham understands that God took him out of that land. And he's saying, On, under no circumstances, Eleazar, must you take my son Isaac back there. That's where we came from. That history is closed to us now. But I do want him to marry um, from at least some remnant of faith 
I want there to be some kind of lineage of faith coming into him, into his descendants. So the wife I'm choosing, I want you to go and get is from that area. But please, please, please don't make, don't allow my son to retrace my steps all the way back to where we've come from, because we belong here. Abraham understood that God himself had called him out of that region and there was no going back. When God called me to come to Weymouth, he didn't say, and you can come back when, when you've had enough. He just said, right, go to Weymouth. And so here I am in Weymouth, awaiting further instructions, Lord. Do you know what I mean? And this is where, and so Abraham understands his place in history. He understands his place in the land and he understands that if his son goes back there, there will be a pull of all of that kind of, who knows that families have centres of gravity. And if if, if uh, Isaac was to go back into the family of Bethel, um, oh, sorry, Bethuel, um, Abraham's brother and so on, it would, um, or Nahor, oh dear, I think he's his nephew actually, anyway, um, he knew that there would be some difficulty to actually pull away again and come back to the promised land. And so he says, no, I want you to promise me this faithfully. Put your hand under my thigh. Let's do this. Let's make it as kind of manly and oh, kind of, I don't know, uh, sort of visceral and deep as we can make this promise. I want you to make it. And um, and this is this is this beautiful statement he says in verse um, seven. He says he will send. So this God who called me out of of that land into this land will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife from my son from there. Now that is exactly the words almost that God said to Moses. My angel will go before you, and. It's like my messenger is going to go before you. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Chris and Ruth. Good morning, Esther. Great to see you all. He says, my angel's going to go before you. This, You're not going to do this job on your own. Now, I think that's incredible that Abraham is saying to his servant, God will send his angel ahead of you to accomplish this task. And I'm thinking, did Abraham have authority to command an angel of God to go with um, the servant, or did he just have such faith in God that that God wanted Isaac to have a, a wife from back home, that he knew that God would make it possible and that God would do something along these lines of sending an angel and just saying, I'll make you successful. Anyway, so, but this is incredible. Abraham's confidence in the promises of God has just grown stronger over these years. And he's now kind of training Eleazar how to be a man of faith and how to take a journey by faith and how to kind of walk in the spirit, if you like, on this journey that was going to take him, I don't know how many weeks. And so the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning the matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, taking all sorts of choice gifts from his master. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor, 
And he made the camel. They reckon that was about 900 miles. Can you imagine? 900 miles by camel. And this guy's off <coughs> excuse me, on this journey <coughs> that his masters entrusted him to take. And Abraham is kind of using the language. Makes you wonder whether Abraham thought that by the time the servant returned, he himself would even still be alive. And so he's he wants this to be done, taken in with the utmost seriousness. <clears throat> so he takes all these camels, he takes all this wealth, and he goes to the city of Nahor, nine, 900 miles, a 500 miles direct route, I think, 900 by the camel route, um, unless you had a helicopter, which they didn't. So just to clarify that. And so he, verse 11, it says, he made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water at the time of evening, the time when women go to draw water, go out to draw water. And he said, oh, Lord, God of my master, Abraham, please grant me success today <laughs> and show me and show steadfast love to my master, Abraham. Behold, I'm standing by the spring of water and the daughters of men, the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Let the young woman to whom I shall say, please let down your jar that I may drink. And who shall say, drink, and I will water your camels. Let her be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. So he set this kind of challenge to God. And he's literally praying out this prayer and saying the words when this, this thing happens in front of his very eyes. And so he said, Lord... Here's my little test then for you. Let her say, oh, yeah, I'll give you a drink of water. But not only that, I'll, I'll water your camels as well. Well, they reckon, seriously, they reckon that one camel can drink 20 gallons of water, right? So she's got a well with a bucket on a piece of string and she's got to lower this bucket down and get 20 gallons of water for these camels, each maybe 10 camels I think it was 10 camels unless I made that bit up but it's a lot of water isn't it so she's not just saying oh yeah sure let me turn the tap on for you and give you a glass of water she's saying no I'll I'll get some water for you but I'll also get water for your camels as well and so what the servant is saying is quite unlikely <laughs> that any teenage girl <laughs> seriously I've known some any teenage girl <coughs> is likely to voluntarily offer. Don't want to rule it out, but it's, it's, it's not common. This kind of response is not common. Right, here we go. And before he'd finished speaking, verse 15, Behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother. So she, I don't know what relative she is, but she is a relative came out with her water jar on her shoulder. Listen to this, because this is getting interesting. Now, the young woman was very attractive in appearance, a maiden whom no man had known. So she's a virgin. Somehow, I guess she dressed in a particular way that virgins were, were required to dress, no doubt. And so he's thinking, oh, all the signs are good. This is looking good, you know, looking good. I think my, my master's son will be very pleased with what he sees if she's the one and <clears throat> she went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up and the servant ran to meet her and said 
please give me a little water to drink from your jar. And she said, drink, my lord. And she quickly let down her jar upon her hand and gave him a drink. And when, he'd, when she'd finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they finish drinking. Not just I'm going to give them each a little tiny sip, a little, little snifter, a little egg cup. I'm going to give them what they really want, these camels. They're going to be so thankful that you ran into me because I'm going to make sure they're all completely refreshed. And so she quickly emptied a jar into the trough, trough and ran again to the well to draw water and she drew for all his camels. The man gazed at her in silence to learn whether the Lord had prospered his journey or not. He's looking and he's navigating now and he's saying, God, is this the one? Surely, you know, I've come all this way. This is such a solemn promise I've entered into. And yeah, look what I see. Do you see what I see, Lord? Is this is this you saying yes to me? And notice he didn't just change the rules because he saw a pretty girl and he thought, oh, she'd be a nice one. I'll just make it a bit easier. I'll lower the bar a little bit. Maybe just a drink of water for me and that'll be fine. No, he kept the whole kind of impossible task going until she finished verse 22 when the camels had finished drinking the man took a gold ring weighing a half a shekel and two bracelets for her arm weighing 10 gold shekels that's a lot if you look in the margin it says a shekel is about 11 grams so 10 shekels of gold that's like what's that um that's a 110 grams of gold that's pretty worth having isn't it so that's hefty it's a lot heftier than my my wedding ring not complaining just saying and and when the camels so she he gave her all of this gold and two bracelets for her arms weighing 10 gold shekels and said please tell me whose daughter you are is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night so he's pretty confident he's got the right one and she said to him, I'm the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. And he, she added, we have <clears throat> plenty of both straw and fodder and room to spend the night. The man bowed his head and worshipped the Lord. I love this. He's a devoted guy, isn't he? He knows God himself. He's one of Abraham's disciples. Abraham has taught him the ways of God. And now he's giving thanks to God. He's acknowledging the God who's heard his prayer. I love this. And so the man bowed his head and worshipped the Lord and said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham. He's not even owning God for himself. He's saying, this is my master's God. He's been faithful to me too. Who has not forsaken his steadfast love <clears throat> and his faithfulness toward my master. As for me... The Lord has led me in the way to the house of my master's kinsman. And then, so you imagine you've come 900 miles. The first person you see is the one you've been praying for. Come on, somebody. Just get a little bit excited. I can't hear you cheering, but I'm going whoop, 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 whoop. This is amazing. This is 900 miles. The first person he runs into is the one that God has set him up to meet. I love it. It's so good. Oh, man. If anyone's having a bad day, this is a good story to cheer you up. And so 
uh, here we go. And then the young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. Rebecca had a brother whose name was Laban. We will come to Laban. He's an interesting guy. He crops up in the story now and a bit later. Good morning, Fran. And good morning, Fliss. Good morning, Anna. Um, he he will crop up in the story a bit later on. But for now, let's just say Laban <laughs> has got his eye on the prize. He's he's not easily. So the minute he sees the gold, he's in the picture. Oh, hello, I'm Laban. How nice to meet you. And so Laban ran out towards the man to the spring. As soon as he saw the ring and the bracelets on his sister's arm, he heard the words of Rebecca, his sister, Thus the man spoke to me. So Rebecca's telling him the story. He went to the man and behold, he was standing by the camels at the spring. And he said, come in, O blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. Please, 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 you know, and all this stuff. So, <clears throat> so the man came to the house and unharnessed the camels and gave straw and fodder to the camels. And there was water to wash his feet and the feet of the men who were there with him. The f then food was set before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have said what I have to say. And he said, speak on. This is important. It's, it's, uh, he's, he's on a mission. He's not about to be waylaid by lots of feasting and drinking and carousing or whatever kind of style they like to celebrate in this house. He's actually here to do a job He's going to get this job done before he even sits down to eat. And so everyone is saying like, well, yes, yeah, sure, speak on. Verse 34, so he said, I'm Abraham's servant. The Lord has greatly blessed my master and he has become great. Well, I'm sure the evidence of the gold and all the rest of it was kind of speaking volumes. He has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male servants, female servants, camels and donkeys. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old. And to him, he has given all that he has. Now, there's no resentment in the heart of this guy thinking that could have all been mine. <laughs> He's just really happy. And verse 37, he says, my master made me swear, saying, you shall not take a wife from my son, from the daughters of Canaan, the Canaanites in whose land I dwell, but you shall go to my father's house and to my clan and shall take a wife for my son. And I said to my master, perhaps the woman will not follow me. So he's telling the whole story in every detail, every twist and turn. But he said to me, the Lord before whom I have walked. This is such a powerful statement. Will send his angel with you and prosper your way. The, the Lord be whom I have before, sorry, the Lord before whom I have walked will send his angel with you and will prosper your way. And so Abraham in a hundred and whatever many years of age was saying, listen, I've walked with this God. I know he's faithful. He'll go with you and he'll prosper you in your way. You should take a wife from for my son, from my clan and from my father's house. And then you'll be free from my oath when you came to my clan. 
when you come to my clan, sorry. And if they will not give it to you, you will be free from my oath. So he's saying, this is why I'm here. I'm here under oath. I only get free from that oath when I complete my mission. If you say no, fine, I'm also free, but I've come and I've got a job to do. Verse 42, I came today to the spring and said, O Lord, the God of my master Abraham, if now you are preparing the way that I, sh that I go, Behold, I am standing by the spring of water. Let the virgin who comes out to draw water, to whom I shall say, please give me a little water from your jar to drink, and who will say to me, drink, and I will draw for your camels also, let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. Before I finish speaking in my heart, behold, Rebecca came out with her water jar on her shoulder, even before I finish speaking. And she went down to the spring and drew water. And I said to her, please let me drink. She quickly let down her jar from her shoulder and said, drink and I will give your camels drink also. So I drank and she gave the camels drink also. Then I asked her, whose daughter are you? And she said, the daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bore to him. So I put that, I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her arm. I would imagine she was thinking, gosh, this is interesting. Oh, this hasn't happened to me lately. And so I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her arms and I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me by the right way to take the daughter of my master's kinsman for his son. Now then, if you are going to show steadfast love and faithfulness to my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. <clears throat> so he's saying, I need to know what's going on. Before we sit down and eat this meal, have we got a deal? Am I taking the girl or not? Because I'm not going to sit down and start eating until this matter is resolved. And then Laban and Bethuel, Laban right in there in the middle of the negotiations for money. Um, Laban, Laban and Bethuel answered and said, the thing has come from the Lord, and we cannot speak to you, good or bad. Behold, Rebecca is before you. Take her and go, and let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. So they can see God's hand in it. And back in those days, the the family, the male members of the family got to decide who the girl married. Yeah. Anyway, we can think about that. Uh, <laughs> that's not currently how we do it, but that's how they did it. And uh, so they were saying, we can see that this is God. We're going to let her go with you. Um, and verse 52, when Abraham's servant heard their words, he bowed himself to the earth before the Lord. Again, he's worshipping. He knows that he's got the right one. And now the people have said yes. They've signed their release papers, if you like. And the servant brought out jewellery of silver and gold and garments. So all that she had before was just a little... A little kind of appetizer and now he's opening up the saddle bags and showing all the stuff that he's brought and I'm sure everyone's eyes were as wide as saucers and he gave them to Rebecca he gave he also gave to her brother and to her mother costly ornaments I'm sure they were delighted and he and the men who were with him ate and drank and they spent the night there and when they arose in the morning he said send me away to my master so he didn't want to stay he's not for having building a social life with these people. He wants to get on back, mission accomplished before anything goes wrong. 
Her brothers and her mother said, let the young woman remain with us a while, at least 10 days. After that, she may go. But he said to them, see, here's the suction of the family. Just saying, that's just, 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 just kind of, don't be in such a rush. What's the problem? You know, a couple of days, you know, maybe 10 days, you know, let's enjoy ourselves and <clears throat> see what else you've got in your saddlebags, maybe. And the young woman, uh, and after that, she may go. But he said to them, do not delay me since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. And they said, let us call the young woman and ask her. And they called Rebecca and said to her, will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So that's really cool. So she does get a choice, but it's like they've had to clear the way and kind of approve the match. And so they ask her and say, will you go with this man? And she says, I will go. And so they sent away Rebecca, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant and his men. So she had a companion to go with her. And they blessed Rebecca. And listen to this. They said to her, our sister, may you become thousands of ten thousands. And may your offspring possess the gates of those who hate him. So they're prophesying stuff over her as she leaves. And they're speaking this blessing but actually, they're just confirming what God has already been saying for decades to Abraham, even almost down to the same words. Then Rebecca and her young woman arose and rode on the camels and followed the man. Thus the servant took Rebecca and went his way. Now, here's the beautiful moment as far as I'm concerned. I think this is gorgeous. Um, I love the I love to imagine it in the evening with the sun going down and it's warm skies and red. Now Isaac had returned from Beer Lahaiwa and was dwelling in the Negev, and Isaac went out to meditate in the fields towards evening, and he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold there were camels coming. And Rebecca sorry, emotional. I'm a bit of an emotional person. Ah, Rebecca lifted up her eyes and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from the camel and said to the servant, who is this man walking in the field to meet us? And the servant said, it is my master. <laughs> this is lovely. And she's just like, whoa, this is my master. This is the guy. She's dismounted from the camel. She sees him striding out across the field. He's been out in the fields praying and meditating, reflecting on God, wondering perhaps what's become of the servant. He sees this train of camels silhouetted against the sky and this young woman climbs down from the camel and the servant says, it is my master. And she took her veil and covered herself and the servant told Isaac, all the things he had done. So here's this gorgeous girl. She's still veiled. Isaac hasn't seen her full beauty. And yet she's no doubt seriously checking him out. And uh, in a very modest, demure kind of way, I'm sure. No doubt. Yeah, very Middle Eastern. And then Isaac brought her to the tent of Sarah, his mother, and took Rebecca. And she became his wife. And he loved her. I know it's gorgeous, isn't it? He, he, um, the servant had been faithful. He'd gone to this on this improbable journey. And the first person he met was the one that God had chosen for Isaac. This is such a powerful picture, folks, of Jesus 
and the church, his love for his bride. It's just a lovely romantic story, but it's also a picture of Jesus and the Holy Spirit going to, to gather for Jesus, his bride, from the nations of the earth and to call her to himself and to be all of that stuff is really worth a think about but the story has so many parallels with you know Isaac and Jesus he's such a foreshadowing of Jesus prophetically then Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah his mother and took Rebecca and she became his wife and he loved her so Isaac was comforted after his mother's death comfort is a very beautiful thing when God gives it to us. He was comforted from grieving because something beautiful and new and fresh had come into his life. And the comfort that God gives us is the comfort of his own presence. When we're in the middle of grief and he comes and draws close to us, his own presence is the beautiful thing that comes into our lives that turns our mourning into dancing, turns our sorrow into joy. We have not got any more time to carry on talking about this incredible story, but do reflect on it today. It's an absolute beauty. And may God bless you and bring his comfort into your life, whatever situation you are facing today. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I am super excited to be able to recommend to you my book, The Christing. It's a whole adventure of digging deep into the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, exploring stories that may be familiar to us, but just seeing how the power and the beautiful, rich treasure of the Holy Spirit is there on every single page. And my desire as I share my own stories is that we would get caught up in that adventure together of a life pursuing the supernatural God where anything becomes possible when we're full of his Holy Spirit. And so my prayer for you as you read this book is that you'll get excited to embark on your own voyage of discovery with him but more than anything else, that you would fall more in love with Jesus. So please, if you have not got a copy, do buy one. You can get it online on all the major um, online bookstores, including Amazon, Eden and others. You can buy it from Christian bookshops. Uh, or you can message me and get your own signed copy. There you go. But do like it and review it because that really, really does help. Thank you so much.